Your soul came here to expand, to thrive, and to manifest the most incredible experiences. If you're struggling with personal power, wondering where you have to go to get some, if you desire deeper connection to the divine, I am here to show you how. I'm Jacqueline Hopper. I'm a soul expansion coach, energy healer, and best-selling author. I help people from all walks of life connect to their spiritual selves and support them with expanding the relationship they have with the universe. I support spiritual entrepreneurs who desire thriving businesses that make the money and impact they wish to make. This podcast combines everything I've learned during my own spiritual journey and my time working with hundreds of clients. It is my love letter to anyone who is yearning to harness the power that they possess inside. Welcome to The Sovereign Soul with Jacqueline Hopper. Friends, we're about to dig into part two of my incredible conversation with Miss Renata from Nourish with Renata. If you missed our first half, you're going to want to go back to last week, get yourself tuned back in, all caught up. You can do that wherever you download your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, wherever you find it. This incredible conversation is going to take you even deeper into the ways that you can really support yourself during this holiday season with being mindful, being present, not checking out, not numbing. Um, I'm so excited to continue this conversation. Uh, So let's go. Um, So what are some of your favorite heart-centered recipes that or go-tos when it comes to the veg um, for people to maybe add this year to their new Thanksgiving traditions. I love this. So yes, just like you said, sometimes with Thanksgiving, it can feel so stressful that we actually tune out of that hot space. And so we love using food as that way to support the hot chakra, for instance, in this particular case. So anything green is really beautiful, really powerful for activating and supporting the energy of the hot chakra. So one of my favorites is actually a really delicious cream spinach that's made with, it's vegan. So there's no dairy in it, which is great for people that might have a lactose intolerance. So this Mm. is really simple, just tons and tons of um, sauteed spinach, a little bit of onion and garlic. You make up a roux, which is basically your plant-based butter and a little bit of flour of choice. Add in your plant-based milk to create a creamy sauce. You can also add nutritional yeast, which gives it like a really cheesy flavor. Once again, completely vegan. Then you mix them both together. Yes, Beverly, we are so aligned. She says she loves spinach as well. So you just water and spinach. She's your water and spinach. She is. So then you just mix those two things together. You can bake it in the oven to get that nice like golden brown top. Honestly, one of the most delicious veggie options. You're getting tons of spinach. You're getting the onion and garlic in there. And then you're also getting some healthy fats from your plant-based butter and whichever non-dairy milk that you're choosing to use. So that's a really, really easy one. The other one that I love, the whole family loves it as well, is like I mentioned before, a broccoli salad. Mm. Now, this might sound really crazy because there's usually not a lot of like green salads on the table for Thanksgiving. It's simply chopped up broccoli florets, some sliced up very finely julienned carrots. And then um, I make a really simple dressing. Oh, actually, sorry. I chop up apples put in there. Apples is one of the greatest uh, like fall 
fruits. So you want to put a little bit of sweetness and crunch in there too. And then the dressing is really simple. It's basically a creamy lemon dressing with a little bit of monk fruit sweetener in there, a little bit of garlic and Dijon to give it that savory flavor. Toss it all together. You're going to top it with some pecans and a little bit of dried cranberries, perfect for the fall. That is literally one of my family's favorite salads. And even my husband and my father-in-law love that salad. So that's when you know it's good. It is so good. I can test to it too, because it was in Sedona when we had our retreat in Arizona this past year. All of the attendees and myself got to enjoy that amazing salad. It is so good. And you're definitely going to want to add that. Go back to the replay, people. So you can write this stuff down. Are you taking notes? Friends, gosh. Um, Okay, so we'll get real. Okay. We've had our feast. We've enjoyed our family. And now it's like, what do I do? What do I do with all of the energy I have sucked in? What do I do to move myself into this harmony and sync digestive situation now? <laughs> like, what can we do after we've enjoyed our time um, exercise-wise? To really mm. our, our body, because this is something knowing you as well as I do and having you in my space for as long as I've had you in my space, I know that this is also something that you support people with. It isn't just intuitive eating. It's not just how to create the most fantastic meals. Uh, shout out to your what? Second cookbook girl. Um, but it's also like being able to, to show up and move the body in a beautiful, you know, gentle way to support all of what you're implementing. So what are some of your favorite things to implement exercise-wise? My guys are like before and during and after our Thanksgiving experience. Because this too, just a side note, this keeps our mind focused. It keeps us focused on the goal at hand, which isn't to overconsume both food and family and to make sure that we are prioritizing ourselves. What are some of the things that you could be doing? Yes. So this is such an important question because I do feel like at this time of year, especially for us as women, just like you mentioned before, we're giving, giving, giving to everyone else and forgetting about ourselves. So for me, sometimes movement is that way to give back to me. Mm-hmm. So in the mornings, some, some things that I really love to do are to do some form of movement, whether it's yoga or Pilates, or going for a walk outside, it's really my time to, you know, tune back into myself to give me that space and time to really get centered before anything happens for the rest of the day. And so for me, I love a good walk outside, especially right now in the fall, you know, the leaves are changing. You have that crispy, like underfoot sound when you're walking through the leaves. I love that. I also really love yoga because it's a nice, gentle practice. And when we're talking about tuning into the body, there's nothing better. We're connecting breath with movement. And that's one of the most powerful ways in terms of movement itself that you can do that. You can do it in the comfort of your own home, or you could find a local gym or yoga studio that offers it too. So for me, that would be how I would really fill my proverbial cup back up before anything happens. And then during the day, Get up and get moving. So I know it's so easy to be just standing in the kitchen going from like the fridge to the sink to the oven. (laughs) Doesn't count? No, I mean, yes, of course, everything counts. And also like, how can you move around the house more? Perhaps, you know, really like play with the kids a little bit during the day. And this really leads me into what you can do after the meal. Typically, we just sit down and watch TV. 
like a movie or football or something like that. And I really want to make sure that we spend at least 10 minutes in movement after we eat. There's been some amazing studies that have shown that when we get into movement after we consume, it really helps us to manage our blood sugar levels. So instead of feeling like a really high peak and then a really big drop off, we actually start using that energy we put into our bodies. So whether it is going for a walk outside or playing catch with the kids or just like getting on the floor with them and like, you know, when they ride on your back and play horsey, something like that. Any form of movement for at least 10 minutes is going to be really awesome for helping to manage not just your blood sugar levels, but also getting in touch with everyone that's in the room, especially the little ones, because it can be so easy to just sit down on the couch and then just disconnect. And really what we want to do during Thanksgiving is make sure we have beautiful connections with everyone that we're surrounded by. Yes, I am loving this. Friends, I see all of you online. Are you loving this conversation? I want you to ask whatever questions you might have regarding nutrition, regarding you know, intuitive eating, regarding movement. Ask those questions so that we can, you know, really personalize this more for you. Um, I think one of the things that I would like to offer as well, when it comes to taking it all in, you know, you've gotten to that state where you're sitting at the table and, you know, days worth of cooking. Loren's been saying, I've been doing this for days. Days worth of cooking. It's all like, it's right before you. You've spent the morning or the days before baking and prepping and getting it all together. You've counted that list multiple times, stressed out about making sure you got things like French onions, Loren said. Um, like you've gotten to that point where now we get to sit and we get to enjoy and many people come together around that table and they give thanks, whether that's, you know, a prayer or whether that's just a statement of gratitude, whether you go around the table and ask everybody to share what they're grateful for. There is this moment that I feel can be extremely beneficial to us um, to drop into our heart spaces before you even consume what's going on at the table or within the conversations that will be had around the table to drop into your heart space and to really be present for that moment. That's going to support you with what food you're intaking, how much you're intaking. A deep breath as well is really going to support you with becoming mindful in that moment. A digestive track, and I want you to speak on this because again, I love you so much for this. Your digestive track, right, responds to your, your presence, we don't want our body to just consume and to uh, absorb, right? We don't want to just consume, absorb, consume, absorb. We want to be very mindful about how we are absorbing. And there's been science studies, there's been classroom artwork done, there's science projects done where when you give thanks, something is processed completely different. When you speak words of positivity, it's completely different uh, you know, the plant that grew in the classroom grew differently with the positive words versus not at all with the negative words. And I remember you telling me the best way that you could bless the body internally to give it what it needs internally is to bless something. We were talking particularly about water and taking the water bottle and saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. Or I'm so grateful for this hydration or through this hydration, I'm, you know, quenching my soul and things like that. Like, 
being able to be present for that moment, being able to have a, a state of gratitude before you partake is really going to support your body with the way that it digests what you're about to do. You get to choose that your personal power you get to choose if you're just going to do it because you're starving, right? If you're going to do it because you are, you know, numbing or completely checked out, or you get to choose if you're going to be present for this moment. You're going to take in everything that accumulated to get you to this moment. You're going to be grateful for this state, for this presence, for this food. And as you digest, it's going to have a completely different effect on the body. What would you add? if anything, to that. (laughs) Well, you make such an amazing point. And what I really want to emphasize about everything that you explained is what we're doing is we're getting out of that fight or flight mode, that stressed out body nervous system response, and we're getting into the rest and digest nervous system state. So let me explain. You're cooking all day for Thanksgiving. You're like trying to get everything onto the table. Everything has to be hot. Like, you know, there's this perfectly timed symphony that's happening that is making sure everything's hot when it gets to the table, right? Mom, are you watching? Mom, she's talking. Mom, mom, where's my mother? Where's my mother? Get my mother on the phone. Sorry, mom. The potatoes aren't hot. Put the top on it. Yes, no, this is for, you're so right. So right. There's this conscious awareness about everything being hot when it hits the table. Right. And then you're stressed out because you probably have five people coming into the kitchen, trying to like look over your shoulder and see like, is everything ready? I'm getting hungry. Someone's probably like not set the table yet. And so you're yelling at them. There's all these stressors, right? And then you get to the table and you're like, everyone eat before it gets cold, right? <laughs> all right and so what's happening, right? What's happening with the nervous system? You're still in that state of stress. And when the body is stressed out, we're in that fight or flight mode, which you've probably heard of before. What's happening inside the body is that the blood flow is moving away from the digestive system. So it's going to your hands, your feet, in case you like literally need to punch or run, you know, like you think your body needs to have these kinds of responses because of the stressors that are coming at you on this particular day. And so as a result, your your internal organs, particularly your digestive system, doesn't have the blood flow in it to be able to really digest the food well, to absorb all of the nutrients from that food because the blood flow has been pulled away from it. And so when we pause, when we set an intention for the food, when we give thanks, when we perhaps go around the table, like you mentioned, and really say something we're grateful for, we're allowing ourselves to take a breath. We're allowing ourselves to get out of that fight or flight mode and get back into that rest and digest nervous system state, which means that the blood flow comes back into the gut, comes back into the digestive system, which means we actually improve how we digest our food because more blood is there. Mm -hmm. And so that's a really important tool or really the science behind the tool to understand. And you can activate this in lots of different ways. Maybe it is just sitting down at the table and everyone takes a few deep breaths. Or you do like talk a little bit, say a prayer, say an intention before you eat your food, that particular meal. It's really a lovely practice to get into. And it's also important to have that understanding behind the scenes so that you know why it's so important to your health and well-being. Yes, 100%. Oh, I love this. I'm hoping if there's anything you take away from today's episode, it's that right there. You have to be in a state of rest and appreciation for your food to make the biggest and best impact on your experience, on your body, 
One of the things Kayla brought up that's really, really good, I want to riff on this with you for a moment, is she says the best practice when you are eating and there's alcohol so you don't overeat. So alcohol, whoa, this can be... We're going to be like, there's so many places we could go with this. But when it comes particularly to our conversation, talk to us about what what you know alcohol to be, right? And how it can play a role, not in a helpful way, to what intentions you've created for yourself for the day in advance. Mm. Alcohol is really interesting. It's actually not something that I partake in. And I haven't drunk alcohol for like seven years now. That's my own personal preference. When I did research into it, I found that alcohol consumption, especially in large quantities, can potentially kill off up to 50% of your good gut bacteria. Mm -hmm. And so we work really hard to improve our gut health by making sure we're eating lots of different fiber-rich foods. But then if, if a few drinks is going to affect that, and I'm sure that many people have felt this when you've drunk quite a bit and then the next day your stomach is really upset or you have loose stool, or you just, it takes you so long to recover. This is a really great indication that alcohol might not be the best friend, let's say, for your gut and your health. So when it comes to alcohol itself, there's a few things that I would recommend. Number one, if you know that it's a trigger for you, try to replace it with something else that feels in the same vein as a fun drink. So I love a good mocktail. For me, that's always like a super fun way to feel like you're indulging, but perhaps it's just, you know, a squeeze of lime and some mint in some sparkling water. It feels and it might look like an alcoholic beverage, but it's really not. And you know that you're hydrating your body too. So that would be the first thing I would say. Secondly, if you do want to partake in some alcohol during this holiday season, think about how you can optimize it during the day. It's really easy, I think, for us to start off the day with like mimosas and then like you keep drinking throughout the day and at the end of the day, you feel totally wiped and drunk and as a result, you overeat, right? Mm -hmm. So perhaps it's more so I'm going to make sure I have my alcohol around a meal as opposed to having it on an empty stomach. Mm -hmm. Why is that important? Well, we know that you know when you drink alcohol, it's a liquid form of a carbohydrate going into your bloodstream. And so it's going to affect you a lot, especially when you're not eating a food with it. So if you can eat a meal and then you sip on your alcoholic beverage, it's going to have less of an impact on your blood sugar level, which is sometimes really helpful to know so that you can understand, hey, I actually don't feel like I'm going from you know completely fine to a little bit tipsy in one drink. So look at how you can optimize when you're having your alcohol around mealtimes. Yes, so good. So good. That's huge perspective. And I'm hoping you all took notes on that. Um, One of the things that I want to suggest as well, um, if you are a, as they call social drinker, in social situations, this is when you tend to lean towards the alcohol. I would be tuning into myself prior to this. You're not just going to forecast what you're going to have from your table. You're not just going to plan out how that day is going to go for you and set those intentions that I'm only going to participate in this and this and this and this and this. I'm going to protect my energy and I'm going to make sure that, you know, I'm not having conversations with regards to the political conversation or the religious conversation or the things that are happening. But this might be another thing for you to really sit with and consider in advance of. Am I going to participate in it? If I am, why am I? Many people use this as a numbing out. We don't want to numb out because we really truly want to be present. 
So have a really clear idea of why this is something that you're introducing at for yourself, not at your party, but for yourself. Um, we've got a few minutes left and I want to ask you to share with us some ways that we can connect with you and stay connected with you. Um, I know you, I know your heart. I know there's ways that people can participate perhaps with something that you might be offering right now. Do you have, did you come with a free gift? Can I put you on the spot for a free gift? Do you have something you can offer us that's really going to support us? Yes. So number one, thank you so much for having me because this has been such an incredible conversation. And I feel so grateful that you invited me on. So thank you. You're the best. I know. (laughs) Now, in terms of a gift, I have a ton of recipes on my website, which is nourishwithrenata.com. You can also search for the term Thanksgiving. And I have a ton of different healthy recipe options on there, such as mashed sweet potato and butternut squash, a really great alternative to mashed potato, and as well as some vegan cornbread muffins. They're delicious and super easy to make too. So go ahead and head over to my website, nourishwithrenata.com to get some easy and delicious, not to mention healthy recipes. Yes, it's so good. And I'm sure they can find you also over on Instagram at Nourish with Renata. It's going to be another great place for you to get into the know of all the things that she offers, all the things that she's doing, and all of the ways that you can participate with some amazing recipes. Um, so good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us today. We really appreciate your presence, all your knowledge, all your awesomeness. Ah, it's so good. It's so good. All right, friends. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am so excited to have had you with me. Um, this show can also be heard on Spanglish Radio Network. So be sure to go over and check out spanglishworld.ca for all the news and programming. English world. You got to love it. Watch it, hear it, read it, download it, and live it. Until next week, friends, I'll see you soon. Bye. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like, share, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It makes it so much easier for others to find the show. Until next week, all my love.